0: Hello. Hi, Nicole. How the hell are ya? Um, I am cold and rainy, just like the weather.
1: Oh, okay, uh, you're in a house, so why are you cold? Like, put some blankies or turn up the heat.
0: I do. I have
1: that. Are we just- You don't ever get chilly we... in your house? Well, yeah. She um, has a
0: fan going.
1: Well, <clears throat> the truck's out. Are you cold? Just a little you're fine she's always cold i'm i'm hot i'm always and i
0: don't even turn my heat on yet yeah so if you guys can't can't tell we have kaylee back today um we've got another meta mystery on our hands
2: it's gonna be a lot of fun um yeah how are you guys doing
1: i'm um it's been honestly a long week Um, i know i feel the exact
0: same way i literally woke up I went to bed last night and I was like, oh, tomorrow's Friday. And I woke up and I
1: said, why is today Thursday? I hate my life. It's Thursday. Um, The first thing Kaylee said when she walked into my house was, um, I'm just going to go to remote work. And I'm like, okay, how was your day?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm done dealing with the public.
1: It's hard, man. It's so hard. Like, I I don't know how... I, I, I just don't understand how, like, people stay in retail for, like, decades. Like, I mean, you know, that's, like, kind of the epitome of customer service, you know what I mean?
2: I've been doing and it Kaylee's doing
0: a... retail, but working in with healthcare, I'm in that's healthcare now for five years, and then I was in banking for two and a Dude, half, and then I did I guess you would call it retail because it's grocery store for five years. I'm done.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's like, man, I don't know. Yeah, I did retail a lot. I did a lot of retail, and it just, I mean, you enjoy it on one hand because of like the good interactions, Mm but the other side of it just fucks you, dude. No, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I got some personal stuff going on, and, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. We could dive into that later, just to digress and I don't know because it is like a learning experience for me but I you know I lost an aunt um this past week and I'm just experiencing a lot of emotions from that that I wasn't necessarily expecting um a lot of regret a lot of um I mean of course general sadness but you know it's heavy shit so um yeah so that's just you know kind of going on and I'm nearing my end of my life here in Valpo, and yep. I'm nearing the end of my current job that I've been at for five years. Yep. And I don't know, emotions are kind of high.
0: I mean, that's you've got grief on one hand, and then, you know, a different kind of grief and excitement and, you know, positive change on the other hand. And That's all a lot at once.
1: Yeah. Kaylee, how are you feeling about, I mean, Kayla left, now I'm leaving.
0: I'm just going to peace out in the world the whole way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, we've talked about it before, but, you know, for a a while, a long time, a while, all three of us were in like a two mile radius of each other. So um, definitely difficult. But that's why, I don't know, I think it just like adds another layer of. Keeping your relationships healthy and yeah, I mean that includes friendships and like I'm 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 excited for kind of like this like you know planning girl trips and you know what I mean and like making the true effort to like see each other and talk right. to each other so it's um, sacred girlhood yes yes but yeah we got a lot of shit going on in the world right now too um man just fucking. Israel and Gaza and Palestine and it just it's it's so incredibly sad to me. Um I know I gave a pretty profound opening to my last episode that I did with Brooke. Mm-hmm. Um Caleb Which I really respected. Yeah. It just it was just so heavy on my mind at that time. I mean and it still is. Mm-hmm. Um Um You Sneed Event. Yes, yes. <laughs> um and I did make a, you know, I'm I'm still keeping up with the news. I yeah. Kayla, have you looked? Like, have have you kind of kept up with what's going on? I mean,
0: oh yeah, it's it's everywhere for me. You no, know, right,
2: right, right. Um, um, it's just been there's just it's just continuously
0: heartbreaking to see. Yeah, and it's and it's heartbreaking to see happen so far away but also knowing the role that the United States is having in this um against
2: the majority of like the populations like what's happening right now
1: uh something just came up 3 a few minutes ago state department official resigns Uh, over Biden administration's handling of Israel-Hamas conflict. Um, I would probably have to do a little bit more. Okay, so this person was Josh Paul, um, who said he had worked in the Bureau of Political Military Affairs for more than 11 years, said in his LinkedIn post that he resigned due to a policy disagreement concerning our continued lethal Assistance to Israel. Um, he wrote, "This is quotes. Um, let me be clear. Hamas's attack on Israel was not just a monstrosity; it was a mo- a, a monstrosity of monstrosities. I also believe that potential at e- potential escalations by Iran-linked groups, such as Hezbollah, or by Iran itself, would be a further cynical exploitation of the existing trap tragedy but i believe to the core of my soul that the response israel is taking and with it the american support both for that response and for the status quo of the occupation will only lead to more and deeper suffering for both the israeli and the palestinian people and it is not in the long-term american interest yeah um the the administration's response and much and much of Congresses as well, is an impulsive reaction built on confirmation bias, political convenience, intellectual bankruptcy, and bureaucratic inertia. Mm. He adds, this is to say, it is immensely disappointing and entirely unsurprising. Decades of the same approach have shown that security for peace leads to neither security nor to peace. The fact is, blind support for one side is destructive, in the long term, to the interest of the people on both sides. Um, he goes on, he says a lot, actually. Um, yeah, I, I think that just generally speaks to what a lot of people are feeling. And I don't know, I, I, I don't want to say, oh God, I don't want to say anything to out of turn that people take it wrong um, because my heart aches for what's happening. Um, My heart aches for what's happening still in fucking, you know, Ukraine. Like I, it, it, um, but I, God, how the fuck am I going to say this? I need somebody to explain to me why America and this is not just a Biden thing this is this is not just a Biden administration thing why we feel the need to insert ourselves into everything that happens in this world because Um, America is the original oppressor yeah I mean and I don't know how people are going to take this when I say this um I touched on it a little bit Mm -hmm. last week um this has been going on between these two opposing sides for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. years. Um, and to my own belief, and this could be wrong and I am open to criticism. Um, this is so much deeper than just like gaining territory. Um, this is a religious war. Um, And that is my understanding of it. And maybe that's my biased understanding because of my own thoughts on organized, you know, religion and Mm -hmm. how people in religious power and how they hold on to that so dearly view the rest of the world or in their own community who might not have those same beliefs. Um, And yeah, why... (sighs) Why? And like, and I hate to use, God bless America. I, I hate to use these such stereotypical words. Um, And I apologize, but I don't apologize to our listeners because, um, you know, this is not just generally like the topics that we go through, but this is happening in our world at this time. So I think it sets a precedence. That um people have open conversations about it and are knowledgeable, um, but God, this is gonna... why why are we getting into so much stuff? I when we're failing ourselves in so many ways, like we we it's it's like constantly like people who are lacking accountability for their own actions, but they're in other people's businesses mm-hmm. nonstop. And um, man, it just. Why it's, are we
0: sending tens of billions of dollars to other places when we can't even feed our families, when yeah. we can't afford to live, when groceries are out of control, when we can't, like, we have no stability, no right no way to truly survive because of quote-unquote inflation like inflation isn't real like it's all corporate greed like why are we standing here in front of the american people and saying we can't you know as the government you know we can't afford to help in these situations we there's nothing we can do and then in the same breath say but we're gonna give 10 billion dollars to somebody else's army to create more mass murders and genocide like, like to fight
1: in a war that we have that we have, we
0: have no to, business being in
1: nothing to do with and uh, you know what um now what you've done now what you have done is made this um terrible tragedy that the people in America should be thinking about, doing their research on, getting their own thoughts on, you know, supporting in their own ways, um having like real in-depth conversations about what's happening in this world. Mm-hmm. Now you have taken that away and you have created an American issue based off something that we had nothing to do with.
0: Right. And now you are pumping media outlets of the controlled situation that you want to happen, of the controlled message that you want the people to to learn about. It's now being, it's no longer a free will of education for us. It is now being pumped into Thousands of millions of homes every night via news, via media outlets of how they want this story to be perceived.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's simply taken the empathy away from the situation. Oh,
0: absolutely. Like, what? And I think the. Fuck? I think the majority of people that we see on our timelines and our feeds on our for you pages that do have the empathy are understanding and expressing the fact to not believe everything the media is saying.
1: Oh, right, right, right. But I also now at this point cannot chastise people for not giving a fuck. Right? Like You know, it is when we let other people handle their shit that gives you the opportunity to stake it to take a completely unbiased step back and assess the situation for yourself. Right now, what do you say to people who are like, I don't give a fuck what's happening in fucking Israel? They don't care now because it's now whether people believe it down to this core seed. Or not. This is directly going to affect us because of the situation that our economy is in right now. Now, people don't give a fuck about Israel. They don't give a fuck about Palestine. They don't give a fuck about people dying. You've now affected the situation. Here. Yes. Here to where all of that pure like sorrow and empathy for so many people, not all, is gone. And you can't blame them for that because, because now you're... they have
0: to worry tenfold on what's happening here. Yes. because now we, like I said, we were told the government has no power to help its people literally live and survive.
2: But so there's billions so you of dollars, can't,
1: right? Right. So you can't come up with money for student loan debt. You can't come up with money. For the housing market. Right. You can't come up with money so that vets are not dying on the streets. You can't come up with money. So let me also ask this. Why does everything else have to pass through Biden to the Supreme fucking court and this doesn't? Yeah. This is where the Supreme Court is needed for the shit that really fucking affects literally everybody. Right, not abortion, not transgender rights this I don't know i I gotta stop because i I just don't know where that anger will take me, and I'm not willing to like let my um like uh immediate emotions possibly wholly put out there what I don't necessarily you know, believe. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, we will see what happens. Um, My heart and my, I'm trying very hard to still carry that full basket of empathy right? without making it about myself. And I think that that's something that a lot of Americans are struggling with right now. And I don't blame them. So um, it's terrible, it's disgusting. Nobody wants babies kidnapped and parents carrying their dead children through you know the fucking streets saying thank god they were killed and not fucking mm. kidnapped. Um, yeah, I don't know,
2: I don't know. It's, um, it's yet another. New world event that we have to live through. Where we could have easily
1: let other nations handle their shit. Mm-hmm. Like, why? 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 Why the fuck are we so needy? Like, guys, everybody knows we're here. It's fine. You don't need to stand up and raise your hand and ask another question or insert yourself into a conversation every fucking time. I don't know. Um, all right, let's let's pivot. <laughs> let's pivot., um, because I think it is important to have your heart and have your empathy and your sympathy and your fear and your joy and your love connected to certain things that are happening. But I also do think that it's very important that we know how to cart cart compartmentalize. Um, and I hope that that's what, you know, everybody is attempting to do right now because it is very scary. Um, and now that, you know, there's another aspect now that we're throwing our hat into the race, it makes us a target. Hmm. Um, so go fuck yourself, uh, moving on. Sorry. Couldn't help it with that one that just popped out. Um, God, fucking up. this just sealed the fucking deal that Democrats are not going to be back in office for at least another eight years. I mean, it just it just sealed the fucking deal. It, there's there's no fucking way. There's no way. You know how many people have now like today probably changed their party over to Republican. Mm, like yeah. no fucking way. And the primaries are coming up. Fun, fun. Okay. Mm. We should just cut all this.
0: no it's important to discuss it's important to have the conversations um it's important to educate and to to create that knowledge for yourself it's also important to keep your mental health in check um during these times it's important to
2: it's just it's all important it's important to know it's important to share um and unfortunately the the term it is what it is comes up very easily um yeah. because what truly can we do yeah
0: we can donate we can like i said we can donate we can educate um we can spread awareness um we can have these difficult uncomfortable yeah. conversations um And we can vote. Um, Unfortunately, as we've discussed many a times, the voting system is not in our favor, is not in the majority of America's people's favor.
2: Um, And who knows if and when that will change. Um, But ignoring it and turning away from it
0: and turning... A blind eye
2: is just as, if not more so, leaning into the oppressive and um
0: abusive power that has created all of this.
1: Right. All not power, powers. All Correct. the way around. All the way around. Correct. Um, but you know, if uh this is such a relevant topic. I mean, clearly, um, Kayla and I both would really love if people wanted to reach out. Um, you know, well, I guess love is a relative term when you're talking about opinions. Um, but if you know, you want to give your, your insight on this, if you want to turn the conversation in a different way, um, we would love to hear from you. Um, because Kayla and I do have these difficult conversations. Um, and it's something that, you know, we we knew that we wanted to do when we started this podcast, yeah. along with all the other awesome, fun stuff that we do. Um, so, yeah, reach out. Uh, let us know what you think. If you don't agree with anything that we've said, I would love to hear it personally. Not in, like, a sarcastic way. I, I really want to Truly, know what right. you are thinking. Um, but yeah, we are going to move along because we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, so we are still in spooky season, bitches. Spook it the fuck up. Okay. Um, last What's week your... We talk... Sorry, oh, go sorry. ahead. Well, last week we talked about something very terrifying. Um, dating. Hmm. Not, not just dating. Dating in your adulthood after a long-term relationship. Slash Um, marriage. Slash marriage. Brooke bared her soul. Mm -hmm. Um we got some really good responses, some really good feedback. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that with her. You know, it we 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 literally both sat there like before it started and we're like, it's so weird that Kayla's not here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was very nice. So um we're gonna keep those spooky vibes going. We're gonna keep the horror show on the horrors. Anyways. what were
0: you saying kayla
2: (laughs) um i was just gonna ask you what your favorite thing about spooky season was
1: um man fuck probably just fall like probably just fall um like hibernation mode Mm. you know i i love a good pot roast in the crock pot Mm like like the just the the spooky season vibes like just the vibes, bro. The comfy, like, cozy.
0: Like you have permission to hibernate. Like there's, yeah. there's yeah. no like outward
1: yeah. pressure yeah. to go and do. There is no prerequisite for me to shave my legs for anything. Yeah. Um, um, I could literally, like, tortoise shell myself in mm-hmm. a massive sweatshirt or uh you know like cardi sweater thing
2: Mm -hmm. um
1: yeah like you just you go into fucking goblin mode like burrow you know what i mean like just let me die in this blanket hill that's that's my favorite honestly i love that (laughs) nothing else like bob for apples what the fuck (laughs) no thanks like i want apple pie in bed with practical magic playing the fucking background, the lights dim. <laughs> maybe, maybe a light sprinkle of rain happening outside. A little gust of wind here and mm. there. Like today. <sighs> today, like today. <laughs> um What's your favorite part?
2: Um. Hmm. I don't know.
0: I think I. I think you and Compass at all. I think on the last one we said it was just, like,
1: just the comfy, cozy aesthetic of it and everything mm-hmm. like
0: that.
1: Yeah, there's, like, no more hot girl summer pretense. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I'm going to lean probably. in
0: with the, uh, I think for this week specifically, um, it's been the permission to do nothing um, yeah. and the permission to rot.
2: So. Yeah.
0: I wish I could do that. Oh, but I, I will next week. I will next
1: week. Is anybody watching in our story today? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, Kaylee, let's do a quick update on you. What's new? Uh, work. Okay,
0: work. Okay. On work. Okay. Gotcha. 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 You know freya's gonna go to see uh a bunch of uh other puppies soon, right? Well, yeah, Yes, I'm hoping she does good. Um, I'm going out of town in a couple weeks, and she's staying at a luxury inn for dogs. <laughs> I love it. Um, and we're still trying to socialize her with other dogs. She does good with my parents' dogs, um. But it's just other interactions with dogs. It's a hit and miss. Mm-hmm. One, she's excited to see them, and then other ones, she's just like fuck off. Um, so hopefully she does good. It's just gonna be uh
1: two nights, so we'll see. I'm excited just like to get general feedback of her in an environment like that. Mm-hmm. Like do you have access to like cameras? Like can you?
0: I do not there. I have at home, which I have right now. I'm watching there, but not there.
1: Do they give you like daycare updates? I can. Well, that's like oh
0: daycare. I can ask them.
1: Freya shit twice today. Like,
0: okay, I don't want (laughs) that. I know how much she shits. Um, I yeah. I mean, if they are able to send me pictures and just keep me kind of updated while I'm gone. I, you know, I wouldn't mind that. I, I would have to write it on her paper because they, they the paper I get, it was like five pages front and back that I have to fill out for, you know, just for basic, like any medical history, any. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of legal stuff and like, oh, um, yeah, um, liabilities. Is she, is she aggressive or does she have aggressive tendency tendencies, which she really doesn't. But I there mean, technically if is. It, if it's provoked. Right. More. Like we had one day a dog ran up on us. Of course, she's going to be defensive. And because they started barking and growling at her, she's going to go back at them and defend her and I. So, which she did that one day with uh, when I was walking with uh, Shelby and the baby, and I had the baby, and another dog came running up. Of course, she got in between us
1: she's a bad bitch dude she's ready to fucking rock at any fucking given moment if i could be if i could be an animal i would be a dog okay i would be a motherfucking bitch all right <laughs> like literally not just when people call me in their spare time all right i'm i'm just i'm just i'm just fucking ready to rock man i'm fucking ready to like claw through like a fucking door like tear up some fucking toys and shit like shit on the lawn i'm, 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 I'm ready uh, you can do that now it's not socially acceptable.
0: <laughs> um, but, like, there's one part on there which I was asking, uh, like, give us any other information on on her. Um, when I was doing the walkthrough tour, they would put little stuff on their doors and, like, dry erase marker. And it was just their little quirks and stuff like that. I'd be mean, like, um, well, Freya has an ear fetish. Uh, she
1: likes to sniff and lick them. <laughs> so. i have an ear fetish i love evan's ears that's disgusting no it's not i love to like play with his earlobes you know what he always turns me away but i really think he does that because he likes it you know what i mean but
0: stop okay do it again
1: I, that's what he does yeah right right what are what are you obsessed like what do you like what are you obsessed with 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 tj his nipples okay so we're gonna get to the so story wait.
0: no <laughs> <laughs> I had, okay, so you're looking weird because of the whole dating situation and talking about that and then us getting into this. We should do a whole episode on just... Nibbles? No. Yes. I meant, well, that too. That would be involved. But, like, kinks or certain things you like or have been done in
1: the bedroom. Fuck. Ooh. Oh my. So I've talked pretty openly about being pretty dry. <laughs> vanilla. Um. Yeah, I'm honestly. I mean, I feel like out of the, our little group, you're. I mean, I don't know what you know. I don't know if me and Caleb talked about this, but you're. I think you're the most like not as vanilla. I would assume. Oh, she knows. That's why she's looking oh, she me away. Listen, this is what I love about marriage. We have a good dinner. We come home. We have a nice little, you know, 15, 20, 25 minutes. We go back to our shows. <laughs> Everybody's safe. Everybody ate.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you, you
0: know, you... you but you know what, leave. that'd be really fun, actually, for, like, Valentine's Day. Yeah.
1: Of course, sweet well past pass sweetest date to you. That's, that's when we can bring on our sex toy lady. Yeah. Yes, uh, that'd be so much fun. fun yeah, of course. Okay, but we need to get in what what we are talking about today. So, um, Kaylee, our um lead investigator and her story neighborhood watch person, neighborhood watch, which she kind of is. To she truly us, is. She literally texted me the other day. I'm here. I'm making dinner. It's like six o'clock. She texts me and she goes, she goes, want to walk down the street and see why all the cops are down there? Like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> She's like, good. I'm like, beats away from your door. And I'm, I'm like, okay.
0: I'm literally at the intersection across from her house. And I'm like, I started walking and then I turn her on and I was just like, Freya, sit, hold on. Let me call Auntie Nicole real <laughs> quick. And I'm just like, what are you doing?
1: So when you have friends like that, you have to just assume that they want to dive headfirst into any fucking delicious delirious disgusting tea that they can find Mm -hmm. that's the bitch um who are we talking about today well i have it in my and i miss book man we gotta bring book back um
0: but i went to five below and they had a couple books that of course intrigued me um one of them was unsolved mysteries so like john bonnet and um there was another one that was recent not recent but within there i'll have to bring it and we can go through it and then the other one was true uh crime stories um today is uh herb baumeister i'm guessing herb it?
1: baumeister is baumeister. this is this a fucking Mister. tim burton character yeah that's literally what i was thinking um so
0: he was labeled and the first paragraph goes into it the i-75 strangler
1: and where's he from?
0: Indy. Okay. Indianapolis.
1: So he's still local. We love to keep things local. We love to discuss local topics.
2: <laughs> we're we're, we're have...
1: huge local supporters. Yeah. Love local support. <laughs> love it. What, whatever your venture is. Which, which I, I did support
0: find it. another one, but it's not a serial killer, but it is considered a American.
1: Don't talk about it. We'll talk I'm about it fully, later. But
0: it's just gruesome.
1: This is one of, like, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, like, it's a whole movie, too.
0: It's mm. yeah. gruesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, don't give anything more away, because that one goes fucking deep, and we'll talk about that next time.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, for Erb Eye Monster, it says, the I-70 has been the killing ground for so many serial killers that it has become known as America's sewer pipe.
1: Isn't America the crossroads or isn't Indiana the crossroads of America? America, yes. It, yes it's it like, our,
0: like the a sewer pipe.
1: And like the main <laughs> the, the main road like in our capital is the sewer pipe of America. I love Which, honestly if stuff. it's in indie that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The 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 sewer pipe of, of America. That was my name in high school. <laughs> Man, high school must have been shitty. Shitty. It was so (laughs) shitty. It's clogged. (laughs) Okay.
2: Um,
0: So, one killer who dumped the bodies of nine gay men along the stretch between Indianapolis and Columbus, Ohio in the 1980s became known simply as the I-70 Strangler. No suspect ever apprehended was apprehended despite the widespread publicity the murders have generated, including their being featured several times on the television show America's Most Wanted. However, in October of 1998, authorities announced that they strongly suspected that Indianapolis businessman and serial killer Herb Baumeister could uh, be the I-70 Strangler. The remains of 11 other victims were scattered around the wooded area behind his ranch in westfield indiana by the time they were
1: unearthed he was dead wait so so this investigation is now coming back up and he the motherfucker's dead already he oh he yeah. killed himself he, I gets into that oh Where'd dude i do i'm so good at this man you I'm should just, just
0: yeah i
1: guess here zero i'll just
0: go with the book on your head and you just just visualize which one that's in here and just like give everything off
1: yeah i just pull all the information out with my brain like reading
0: (laughs) you're such a dork just remember me think of that they're book stickers oh thank you welcome um okay so this is going back to it's called uh the title for this part is unusual an unusual little boy
1: (laughs) not promising
0: (laughs) uh born in 1947 Baumeister was the son of doctor of a doctor who I think no, he wasn't junior, but um had the same name as his dad, but the middle initials were different. As a child, he seemed normal enough, but by the time he reached adolescence, it was plain that something was quite not right. I like how they
2: put normal, normal enough.
1: enough. 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 Just assume somebody named her Baumeister is just normal enough. Also, what what is the enough part? Like, what constitutes as normal enough? Like, you have only slaughtered one squirrel that we've <laughs> known about. Oh, we gotta Do oh, shut the fuck up. Are you serious? I'm not sure. I can't that remember. That makes so much sense though,
0: because every serial killer has killed animals. That's what they say.
2: That's what they say. I remember. Okay, well, stick to right um, uh, oh. right. um,
0: Norman left normal enough, but by the time he reached adolescence, it was plain that something was not quite right. He would fall into strange reveres and ponder what it would taste or what it was like to taste human urine.
2: That's the enough. That's the normal enough.
1: That's, that's what it was. It was enough. I don't know if I want to continue. Oh. Like, I, I, not, not easily, but I can intake a lot of, like, murder and death. When you get to fucking bowel movements and, like, intake of urine. Two girls, one cup. You have, yeah, you, I'm scarred. You've lost me. <clears throat> you've lost me. Normal enough. Let's, <laughs> all right. All right. So it wasn't a squirrel. It was,
0: David was the one with the squirrel. Um, when he found a dead crow on the road, he took it to school and dropped it on the teacher's desk when she wasn't
1: looking. Honestly, kind of savage. Like one of those little gang gang. Pranks. Gang gang. Like, <laughs> don't fuck with me, Mrs. Smith. I'll fuck up your life, bro. You put another one there. It's a murder. Mm-hmm. murder. Crows. <laughs> okay. All right. We got to focus on the story. We're barely through Our page one. Is kicking it.
0: Um, he was okay. His father took him to, uh, or took him for psychological psychological tests. He was diagnosed diagnosed. Oh my god, I can't even talk now. Diagnosed with schizophrenia, though there was no record of treatment for his condition. That's a picture of him.
2: It's a drawing I know. I know the him.
0: viewers can't see, but
2: he looks normal enough. <laughs> yeah, he looks normal enough.
0: Um. He dropped out of college and his father, this like goes straight into that, but he dropped out of college and his father got him a job as a copy boy at the Indianapolis Star. Mm. Though he tried to fit in, he was generally considered an oddball. In 1971, he married, he married college graduate Juliana Sater in the United Methodist Church of Indiana. They were both young Republicans and both yearned <laughs> to own their own business one day. Six months after they married, Baumeister spent two months in a psychiatric hospital. Which, by the way, I before this book, I did some writing, and there was other stuff that he had done. Like I think it was during college, I don't remember, but it was like a homecoming game or
2: something like that, and he picked up. Hold on, I think it was that, but he picked up like
0: a friend, a buddy of his and his friends to go to the football, I think it was a football game, homecoming football game, in a hearse <laughs> and dress the part and everything, like the, the, the cap, the suit, everything. I
1: don't know. I don't find that that too unalarming. Too alarming. No. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. Yeah.
0: But, like, it was just how he acted. Right. It was just too into it. Because
1: if people are labeling you as normal enough, don't do that. Yeah. Like, don't. You already have a target. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this has, because there was
0: more on here. I'll, if we ever, if I ever find the papers and we go back to it, I can talk to it, talk about it. Um, Baumeister got a well-paid job at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles and Juliana quit working as a high school journalism instructor to become a stay-at-home mother. Over the next five years, they had three children, but Baumeister was a closet homosexual.
1: Shocker. (laughs) Shocker.
0: Juliana said over the 25 years of their marriage, they only had sex six times. And
1: three of them resulted in a child.
0: Uh, She had never seen her husband naked. seemingly ashamed of his skinny body, in front of a woman at least, he put his pajamas on in the bathroom before coming to bed. His behavior at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles became increasingly odd. He sent Christmas cards showing himself and another man dressed in drag. Nevertheless, he was promoted to program director, and his employment was only terminated when, bizarrely, he urinated on
1: uh, a letter addressed to the governor. <laughs> was it Pence? Was it Pence? <laughs> Is it Pence? It doesn't. Because, like, I get it. Then you know, I get it. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> We we love a healthy fetish. <laughs>
0: um, the ever loyal Juliana went back to uh work to support the family while he got a job at a thrift shop. Around that time the body of seventeen-year-old Eric Rotinger uh was found dumped along Interstate 70. <clears throat> um But with the whole thrift thing, um, in the other article, I guess he was like, he liked it so much that him and his wife invested in their own business that was like
1: connected with a church or something like that. Of course it was. So, so guess what? God bless. Guess what that means? They didn't have to pay taxes. So, smart.
0: Uh, Baumeister found himself in trouble with the police over an auto theft and a hit and run while he was drunk. He beat the rap.
2: Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs>
1: oh my fucking right. God.
0: <laughs> uh, then his father died and he borrowed 4000 from his mom to open a thrift shop of his own in conjunction with the Children's Bureau of Indianapolis. I don't know if that was like, like I said, it was, I think on the other one it says was connected with some type of church. Mm-hmm. With Juliana's help in the first year, it earned 50 grand. Soon they open a second in their Save a Lot thrift store chain. Meanwhile, the body of 27-year-old Stephen Elliott was found along I-70 in 1989, and uh, in 1989, and that of 32-year-old Clay Boatman in 1990. Six
1: more would follow. You know, when when we talk about these stories <clears throat> and we read these stories, it's so hard for me not to like take my mind to like the absolute craziness of people living these double lives um i mean clearly this guy was a killer you know that's crazy (laughs) but clearly he was also I'm, i'm assuming we'll probably get into it but there was probably like sex involved he was probably having relationships with these people or you know men and it's just it's so wild to me like i i can barely handle the the fucking one life like and these yeah. people are just fucking live in multiple every day. It's Here's so- my thing: like the partners of these
2: serial killers
1: yeah. have
2: have to be the, the dumbest
0: the okay. most trusting, the most gullible, the most ignorant. Loyal. Yeah,
2: loyal. Because you get the yeah, ones that
0: like. like- Well, they're living their life. I'm living my life, too, some other way. I mean, fucking, um,
1: uh, uh, what's his name? Larry Eiler. Living with his fucking boyfriend and the wife. Yeah. That's why,
0: like, nobody questioned anything at any point in time. You're married to somebody for how long? And you, like, that you won't, they, like, what? And then what are your
1: kids seeing? Like that's, and you know, granted this is years ago at this point, you know, the world and life was very different. But this shit, there's no telling me that this shit still doesn't (laughs) happen somewhere fucking, you know, now, Uh, you know, hopefully not with the killing, but it's like, what are you, what are you subjecting your children to? Mm. Like that's fucking wild to me. All right, continue. Sorry, I just saw a part in here, I'm
0: like, oh. Okay. Uh, the next section's called, section is called uh, Going Up in the World. Now a su- uh, successful business uh, couple, the Baumeisters moved into an uh, 1 million mock tutor Fox Hollow Farm in the fashionable Westfield uh, suburb, some 32 uh, kilometers or so 20 miles from Indianapolis. Uh, It had four bedrooms, an indoor swimming pool in the basement, a riding stable, and 18 and a half acres um...
1: 2023 could never.
0: (laughs) Acres of ground. The strangler then ceased dumping his victims along the I-70. Unbeknown to his wife, Baumeister secretly uh, frequent uh, gay bars in Indianapolis. In the summer, when Juliana and the kids were away at his mother's lakeside condominium, uh, he would invite young men back for a cocktail and a swim at Fox Hollow Farm. During sex, he would strangle them, then burn their bodies and scatter their bones in the ground. On the grounds. I Okay,
1: let's put in a little note here. I want to do, and maybe you could follow up just very quickly when we do the next one. I want to know a little bit more detail about the father being a doctor and what happened after he was diagnosed. Because I have a feeling that, like, if your dad is a doctor, especially in the fucking 50s and 60s, and they fucking, like, you know, diagnose you with schizophrenia in Indiana as Republicans, that motherfucker is taking that kid back to the house, locking him up in a fucking closet, and like mm. sweeping like fucking holy water o- over the fucking door and praying the fucking gay away. I'm I I I would love to know more if oh. if, if we can find any information yeah, about that.
0: I'll see what I had written on there and then I'll
1: uh, search into that. Because like how how does your mind how does your mind? Oh my god! Like murder, sure let's throw it out there murder <laughs> got it got it how does your mind go to like arson of a body and it just it's wild it's wild wild <clears throat> i could barely come up with something to make for fucking dinner every night <laughs> let, alone, let alone these intricate ways to fucking murder people
2: <laughs> it <Continue. laughs> um so, yeah, scattered the
0: bones on the grounds. Uh, 10 men went missing over two years, leaving no clues uh, as to their whereabouts. The police took little interest so the mother of 28-year-old Alan Broussard went to see private detective Virgil Vander uh, Vandergrift. Uh, her son was last seen leaving a gay bar called Brothers on uh, June 6th of 94. Uh, Vandergriff. Uh, was not greatly concerned there could be an innocent explanation for his disappearance. Nonetheless, uh, he had posters printed asking for information from anyone who had seen Alan. Then Vandergrift discovered that a detective named Mary Wilson at the missing persons bureau was working on the disappearance of other gay men of similar ages and physical appearance. <clears throat> he all, uh, He also came across an article in the gay lifestyle magazine, Indiana Word, about 31-year-old Jeff Jones, who had disappeared in July of 93. Vandergriff was uh, researching uh, these cases when 34-year-old Roger Goodlett vanished after he had left his mother's house to visit a gay bar. The fates of these three men were too close to ignore, said Vandergriff. He was convinced the serial killer was at work. A friend of Goodlet's uh, who knew him from the gay scene saw Grand, one of one of Grand one of Vandergriff's posters and got in touch saying that he had picked up he was picked up by a man who called himself Brian Smart.
1: <laughs> Not too smart. It's a great alias.
0: <laughs> they had gone to Smart's uh, sprawling estate for a drink and swim. After swimming naked in the basement pool, Smart said, I just learned this really neat trick. If you choke someone while they're having sex, it feels really great. You really get a rush.
1: Uh, I'm uncomfy. So that's speaking. <laughs> um, man, it just, that sadomasochism and murderers is just... It's astonishing. Um, And like no wonder why people are like so, I mean, probably not as much now, but like no wonder people have like, have like turned like sexual healthy, you know, fetishes into such taboo topics. Mm -hmm. Especially in America. Because if people like, Her Baumeister, who's fucking strangling people and slitting their throats and fucking pouring gasoline into the fucking open wound and setting those motherfuckers on fire just while he's jacking off in the fucking air. We get to that. Oh my (laughs) god. You guys, I am not joking. We are not joking. I have never looked at this book, I have never looked at any of Kaylee's notes. I don't know why I'm so attuned to murders. <laughs> I think we're just being next to each other, maybe. You think so? It's just like a vibe? Maybe. Got a vibe. Oh, I miss
2: 2021. Mm. Mm. Herb. Is is it Herb or Herb? Herb. I think Herb because it's
0: Herbert. Oh, Herbert. Herbert. Is, is, yeah, his first name is fully on Herbert.
1: Herbert Herbert Have you ever met a Herbert? I haven't. Probably. What's what's the weirdest name of an interact like a person that you've ever come in contact with? I have an answer.
2: <laughs> of course you do. I do. HIPAA. <laughs> oh. You are you, oh you're going
0: to
1: like say the whole name and yeah, so like social security number? Oh
0: no, but like saying the full name, it's It's one of those names, but I can't.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, When I, years ago, you know, when I was at work and working with somebody new who just had a child, (laughs) she named this baby Beautiful Mystery. And (laughs) she spelt it in such a way that she would constantly misspell it when she would fill out paperwork for the daughter. She didn't even know how she was spelling the name.
2: That's wild. What about you,
1: Kayla? Have you ever met Herb?
2: No, I just think of Schitt's Creek
0: of uh good thing, Uh, uh something wine, or something like that. It's like the wine scene and Moira's standing there.
1: Oh, where they got,
0: where, uh, uh, Catherine Harris is like trying to say it and she's like, oh. uh, oh, Herb. 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 Fold it in.
1: What does "fold it in" mean? What do you mean to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, back, back to her. David, it. David, David, David. The babies, the baby. I'm the one who gets us on track, and then I'm the one who has to pull us back because I've realized what I've done. Oh. <laughs> All
0: right. So back to him talking about choking It says, indicating the carotid (laughs) arteries in his neck, he said, (laughs) (laughs) Um, he said, you just want to pinch these two veins. And in such a great, and it's such a great buzz. You should see how someone looks when you're doing it to them. Their lips change color. That's how you can tell it's working smart raved about erotic asphyxiation he begged do it to me he laid back on the couch and masturbated while being
1: throttled (laughs) trying to be (laughs) so sensitive (laughs) how do you oh my fucking god and it's just so crazy to me because like people have you know like I've talked about like dating a guy who started watching porn at a very young age Mm-hmm. And by the time you're close to 30, like your bandwidth for getting off easy, is like, so twisted, literally, it's just not there. Like these motherfuckers got to like, like, you know, I don't know, like slit your fucking throat to, you know, get off. But this is also years ago. How do you even realize that that's something that turns you on? I don't, man, I got, I got to know about the dad. You got to test it out. How do you even think to test it out?
2: Anyways, especially in that time era, yeah, you know right. what I mean, like, right? Mm.
1: Like, weren't these people supposed to be like going crazy over seeing like a girl's ankle? Band books, skirt? man.
0: Band books.
1: Oh man, God! If they just would have had Harry Potter, if they just would <laughs> have, you know, it just like. Stop banning books. Like, we need to expose some people to, like, the real world so nothing is taboo. That's that's what the fucking joy is. It's something that they consider taboo. It's, like, hot to them. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you can actually do that and find people who also enjoy that without murdering them. Oh, God. Lord, help me. Help them. I don't know. It's probably some of your fault, too, to be honest. Anyways. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mine
1: no the lord oh. or people's thoughts what the fuck man i don't know it's late <laughs> just keep going
0: <laughs> when it came time to swap roles the informant feign unconscious uh, unconsciousness while being throttled finding the man he had just choked still alive smart grew agitated and admitted that sometimes there had been accidents when he asked Roger Goodlett oops oops I
1: mean oopsie that's like fucking fucking Larry Eiler stabbing that fucking teenager in the stomach and he gets away and he's like it's fine it was an accident Like, it just, <laughs> or, or David Mouse he stabbed the roommate or something and was nope I do yeah, not cool man. oh yeah that's so, right what, yeah I remember that that's right in his diary. yeah that is right in his diary like dear diary guess what I did today And then came in a sock, but I'll get to the other part first. (laughs) Uh,
0: When he asked about Roger Goodlett, uh, his host grew defensive. Nonetheless, he managed to pursue, uh, persuade uh, Smart to give him a lift back to Indianapolis. He told the police about the incident, but they treated him like he was crazy. Vandergriff took this took his informant to meet Mary Wilson. Uh, she was also investigating the dis- disappearance of 20 year old Richard Hamilton, 21 year old Johnny Bayer and 28 year old Alan uh, Livingstone, who had gone missing the previous year as well as other uh, other persons dating back to the early 90s. All of them were gay. Uh, there was Sad. little. <clears throat> little, uh, little they could do with the information that Vandergriff's informant had brought to them. There were many places in the Westerfield, Westfield area that matched the informant's description, and Bryant Smart proved to be a uh, pseudonym. Oh my god, pseud- pseud- pseudonym. How do you say that? A pseudonym. Yeah. Pseudonym. Yes. Pseudonym. A fake I looked name? at it. Yes, that's what I was trying to see. I, I almost had it. <laughs> Leave me alone. You were there. All they could do was hope that he would turn up again on the gay scene. Gay scene, Nexus spiraling out of control. Meanwhile, the fortunes uh, of Save a Lot stories were in steep decline. Baumeister frequently was frequently drunk and, uh, and fired employees on a whim. The Children's Bureau withdrew its support, and Juliana was contemplating divorce.
1: Oh, just contemplating. Oh, wow. (laughs) Was that a first? A first indicator for her, like the drunkenness, or was there anything previous to that? Hmm. Then their son, thirteen-year-old Eric, Eric with the C H at the end. Eric. 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 It's Eric. It's Eric. He's from Indiana. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Found a huge God salad. blessed
1: him with the ch. Yeah. Dude, think about that in the fucking Starbucks line, Eric <laughs> with the ch. Fucking is like, what the fuck, Eric?
2: Or- Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric. Uh. When
0: well, he found a human skeleton in the backyard, Baumeister insisted that it had belonged to his father's medical practice. He had come across it when he had been clearing out the garage and had thrown it away. <clears throat> On August 29th and 95, Vandergrift's informant spotted the man he knew as Brian Smart again in a gay bar and took down his license plate number when he left. The car was registered to Herbert R. Baumeister of Fox Hollow Farm, Westfield, Indiana. Mary Wilson and Lieutenant, Lieutenant Thomas Green approached Baumeister in his shop. They told him that they were investigating the disappearance of several young men and asked for permission to search his home. When he refused, they petitioned his wife, who, had, who was co-owner of the property, they told Juliana that her husband cruised gay bars and that they suspected him of being a serial killer. She refused to believe him.
1: Juliana, open your eyes. Come on, Lo-
2: man. God
1: almighty. Oh my god. Like, you, like that could have been your out so easily. So easily been your out to be like, I need to talk to you. <laughs> like, can we go <laughs> to a nice, quiet room privately?
2: <laughs> mm.
1: For your children. Oh my fucking god. This is, man, there's a lot of thing about these stories that drive me fucking nuts. These people have kids, and it's like once again, a fucking another generation of parents who just fucks their kids up, and, and it's like, oh, I didn't do that bad.
2: So <laughs> another thing you want me to investigate is where the children are at? Yeah,
1: no. Nah, let them have
2: their privacy. Nah. Um,
0: so then it goes, the police came to me and said, We are investigating your husband in relation to homosexual homicide, she recalled. I remember saying to them, can you tell me what homosexual homicide is? Okay. It's
1: the 90s, Juliana. It's the 90s. Oh, my God.
0: Wilson then tried to get uh, a search warrant, but Westfield is in Hamilton County, outside of jurisdiction of the Indianapolis police the city being in Marion County, and the authorities in Hamilton County refused to cooperate. The Save-A-Lot stores were failing, and the Baumeisters filed for divorce. Juliana began to fear for her husband's sanity and felt released from her duty or any duty of loyalty to him. In June of 96, when he was away, she got in touch with Mary Wilson and told her about the skeleton Erich found in the, the, uh, had found. Wilson visited Fox Hollow Farm with two detectives from the Hamilton County Sheriff's uh, Office. On a brief inspection of the Baumeister's estate, they found numerous, uh, fragments of charred bones, um, and teeth. Over the next three months, they found the remains of an estimated 11 men, only four of whom were positively uh, positively identified. So sad. All of the victims used used the same bars that Baumeister visited and disappeared at the times his wife and kids kids were away. Meanwhile, 49 year old Baumeister himself disappeared on July 3rd. Of, uh, yeah, July 3rd of 96. Campers found his body laying beside his car in Ontario's Pinery Provisional uh, Park. Uh, he had a bullet hole in his forehead and a uh, three fifty seven magnum in his hand. Hmm. He left a suicide note that mentioned his failing business and marriage, but nothing
1: about the murders so so that 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 was the tipping point was save a lot that was the tipping point, not like the you know handful of young men that you murdered throughout the years and like literally just spread their ashes in your backyard Mm -hmm. oh my god and see okay listen this is why i have to believe in something beyond this world because there it does it could never sit right with me that somebody like that is just like roaming around in the afterlife like somebody like that like deserves the hell that Christians believe in. Like I'm just I'm just being honest.
2: Like that's That makes so sense crazy. here. Um
0: an FBI profiler said that Baumeister's um Cavalier manner of openly dumping his victim's corpse um on his own land indicated that he had killed many times before. Baumeister had in Insinuated to a, yeah, insinuated to a potential victim that he had killed fifty to sixty people, though he may have been bragging. He was known to be
1: humble brag. Yeah,
0: he was known to have traveled on the I seventy from Indiana to Ohio around the time of the highway killings, which stopped in ninety one around the time Baumeister uh, bought Fox Hollow Farm. In 1998, investigators concluded that Baumeister probably killed 60 men in all after linking him to nine other men whose bodies were found dumped along I-70 in Indiana and Ohio between 1980 and 1999. Baumeister's wife provided credit card receipts, phone call records, and even gave the police the use of the car that her husband had used on their business trips. Baumeister's photo matched the police sketch drawn from descriptions provided by witnesses who thought they had seen the I-70 Strangler. One one eyewitness identified Baumeister's picture as the same man who had given his friend, Michael Riley, a lift home from a bar one evening in 1988. 1988. Riley was found dead the next morning. We'll never know for sure, of course, if he had indeed If he was indeed the same man, said Virgil Vandergriff, everything points to him, even the fact that the roadside killings ended at the same time he bought the house and now had a place with plenty of room to dump his bodies with a lot less hassle. However, Vandergriff uh, complained that as a private detective, he did not always have the freedom or the money to follow his suspicions to their conclusion. I would have taken the Baumeister case a lot further than I feel the police did, he said. While there, are, while there were more than five moments in the investigation, I think there were certain loose ends that should have had been tied up. For example, while Baumeister was active in Fox Hollow Farm, his older brother in Texas was found dead
2: in his pool. Damn. Quinky dink?
1: I don't know if I think not, Hmm. because, I mean, Indiana is nowhere near Texas, Tejas, some call it.
2: And the last last part is portrait of a
0: serial killer. Vandergriff found time to write a report called Who is a Serial Killer, which offers an insight into the Baumeister case, describing the typical serial killer, he said. He is typically white male between the ages 25 to 35. He is often married, has children, and has full-time employment. The majority of the time, he will kill white victims. His intellect ranges from between average to above average. He does not know his victims nor have any particular hatred for them. Of the four main types of serial killers, the psychotic, the missionary motive type, the thrill killer, and the less killer Baumeister fits the last category. The less killer, the most common type, gets turned on by the killings. They usually torture the victims. They're, the more heinous, heinous heinous their actions, the more they become aroused. Serial killers experience certain traumas in life. There, there are many. among them are those suffered by Baumeister. Body image witnessed by the fact that he didn't want his wife to see his lanky body nude and phobias, over concerned about what his co workers thought of him at the Indianapolis Star and BMV. Herb also had feelings of what is called disassociation, including separation of feelings, able to kill and then go on to live a normal life with his children, and daydreaming. Often there is trauma reinforced, in Herb's case. This translates to loss of employment and financial stress brought on the decline of the Save-A-Lot stores. Facilitators such as alcohol and drugs seem to have served an accessory in Herb's crimes. In short, Herb Richard Baumeister
2: was a uh, consummated uh, serial killer.
1: I wonder, because um, there was some overlap in years, I wonder if Indiana state state police ever were thinking if there was um like any crossover between Larry Eiler and this guy. I mean it's the same Oh yeah,
0: because it's so similar. Right. It's Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, Larry was just going to Illinois while Herb was going to Ohio, but... Mm-hmm. There's
0: the 70s, right? 70s,
1: 80s? Yeah, 70s and 80s. So this
0: was 80s to 90s.
1: Okay. So maybe just... Maybe he just like... Picked
0: up, he just picked up... No, Herb for real. Left off. Maybe like at
1: the ass end. Um, Man, I don't know. It's like, the, the more that I hear about these stories and the more that we talk about them, it just reinforces the the need for the discussion of mental health and like general safety. um, Because people just consider these people, whatever you think normal is. Yeah. Like if I think about any just random person that I've come across in life, I don't know if I can like pinpoint anybody who I'd be like, Oh, like they could legit be a serial killer. You know what right. I mean? I don't know. It's, Oh man. And it always, Mm -hmm. it always breaks my heart for their kids. Um, Yeah, I want to know, like, the follow up on their kids lives after
0: the bombshells.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sure they've changed their names. mm -hmm. There's no fucking way. Like, why? Why would you want to tail that behind you for the rest of your life? I don't know. Mm. I, and then, and then, like, you know, what are the chances of, you know, the thought of are people just born bad? And then that turns to is that genetic? Right. Wild, wild ride. Another one for the books. Man, the poor gays, the fucking gays, man. And, you know, this is like the only time that i have truly felt like when people say like when men say they have it difficult this is the only time i agree because they're just getting fucking knocked off left and right
2: by yeah. these fucking
1: serial killers i mean we've
2: we've
0: psychoanalyzed this a lot in previous murder mysteries that we've had is you know the shame and the guilt and the stigma and the and the taboo of being gay and especially the time frame and I mean, the location where you live geographically, like, on top of the fact that he was Republican and in the Bible Belt, and, you know, like, there's just so much that's piled on top of it. It's, it's unfortunately not
2: surprising.
1: Right, right. Um. That was a documentary. I don't want to watch it <laughs> I, don't, I I hear words and I'm like that's enough for me with this one but thank um, you
0: Kaylee for bringing that
1: yeah for today. sure no, for sure um I think it just continues to you know like I said I mean of course these are very interesting because I do think a lot of our society today is very um fascinated with murder not that people haven't always been but we're so inundated with so much information now like yeah Mm -hmm. we kind of joke I know so many people who could literally just sit down and like fall asleep to like murder mysteries yeah that's true like and it's like okay like everybody has their thing but it's also like I need a mental break and that is not fucking it for me at the end of the day um but it's just um I don't know I, I feel bad for the people who've experienced or had any connection to serial killers, like, especially very well, you know, because then it almost defines the rest of your life. Like, what was before that mm-hmm. never mattered at that point. Right. It was never real. Like, it was just forever. Um. So, yeah. Um. But we're going to do. We're going to do another one maybe next week um, with Kaylee. Um, but that kind of also makes me think about, um, I don't know if you have had any more comments on this story. Kayla. What story? The the story, the murder. No. Oh. Um, but that also makes me think of, I, I think I talked about this. I think I've talked about this book a couple of times that I've been reading, but I just finished it today. It's called My Dark Vanessa. Vanessa. It's by, um, let me look it up. It's just been like riddling my brain. It's by Kate Elizabeth Russell. Um, very, very popular on book talk, book talk, very popular in like the general, like bookstagram vibes, um, a lot of fire behind it. And, you know, I had heard about it for a while and I Got the audiobook of it and I just finished it. And this will be a book that will probably like sit with me for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, is talk about like people who go through things that it's so unfortunate that the rest of your life is defined by that. Um, this book is like the epitome of it for this, you know, like character. This is a fiction book. The author has been very clear that there is no factual information in this the characters are not based off people they're not real um i I don't know if i've talked about this on here but i mean i'm sure it doesn't sound familiar it's just i've been so engrossed with it um but it's the story of this 32 year old woman who um kind of just really unfortunately lives like a just a generally miserable life with herself and it it all stems from um, starting a relationship with her literature teacher when she was 15 years old at at boarding school. And the book opens up by her finding out that other women have come forward with what was actually abuse. And it's mm-hmm. a really crazy story um about this woman you know Vanessa who never saw it as abuse like this man right. who was in her life since she was 15 years old and mm-hmm. huh grooming no right right and um you know she is reading these stories and she's seeing these women saying yes I was abused and I was groomed and I was groped by this man And she's like, that's not what happened because that's not what happened to me. I chose to be in this relationship. And it is, it's such a, such like a fucking mindfuck of a story because everybody failed her. Every adult, when this started happening to her, failed her. And, um, and You know, if you're familiar with grooming and you're familiar with some of like the tactics that pedophiles use, um, the story goes from when she's 15, It, it goes back and forth from the past to her current of like following, you know, the stories and still talking to the man, like he's still a prominent figure in her life. And um it's just it's incredibly heartbreaking because the way that the story is told, if like like I said, if you're familiar with those, you know, tactics, if you've ever read an article, if you've ever done a training, if you've ever heard somebody tell their story, you can pinpoint everywhere where every sentence he used was a way to pull her in even more. Right. And and it's it's just so Yes, this story is fiction, but the amount of women and men that this happens to, um, who probably are sitting in their homes today in 2023, and are like, yeah, that was an abuse because I knew what was happening. You know, I was, was, you know, I was 14. Like I said yes. Like I knew what I was doing. You know what I mean? And um, and you know, once again, just going back to like what shapes us. What affects us, what adults do when we're young affects us. Like I think about that, like I said, with these, you know, serial killers, it's like the chill, like your, your kids, man, you've set them up for failure instantly. Like, how do you choose real, like, how do you have just a single moment of pure joy in your life when your whole life has been defined by something like that? Anyways, that was yeah, my... Mom didn't
0: even have, a,
1: didn't have kids. Yeah, this is... So. This is, yeah. yeah, this is the first one that we've talked about that has kids, but that's just always yeah. pops into my head. Yeah, that was my, you know, diatribe about that. So, so anything fun planned for this weekend? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I want to be moody. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing fun is planned. I'll be at a fucking funeral. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Great fun. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
0: I'm spending time with my dad's. Dad's side of the family.
1: Ooh, fun.
0: Cousin's coming in from England, so. In- England?
1: Stunning. I got Ooh. a Chinese. Stunning. Bloody L. How'd, <laughs> <you> ha- <laughs> How'd you would you hold out on, 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 on us? I'm a fucking Peaky Blinder, mate. Here is the okay. curry sauce for my Yorkshire pudding.
0: <laughs> I hate it here it's just it's just the one cousin uh-huh. i think my uncle's coming i'm not sure but i know it's just my cousin
1: please ask then, them about chinese takeout in england please please get their opinion i'll show you please ask them about the sunday roast a proper sunday roast with yorkshire pudding and oh stunning gravy oh
0: oh and biscuit it's some tea
2: that's my cousin that's not the one that's coming
1: Jesus does he talk British
0: does he have have, do they have accents yes my (laughs) uncle
1: no oh stunning stunning (laughs) these stuffing balls stunning Oh. (laughs) Oh, do you hear the crunch on these roasties mate
0: that sounds more Australian than
1: anything. <laughs> yeah, she goes back and forth quite a lot. I, I cannot separate the two. I cannot. I'm the same it's all, thing. It's all British. I read in a British accent in my head, even if I know it's set in America. <laughs> We've talked about this. It's a yeah. problem. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I don't know, you gotta, you gotta, I'm telling you, Haley, you gotta take them to get some real Chinese food. Like, not that fucking gray, yellow cardboard shit that they be fucking smothering and, you know, beef gravy and curry sauce over there. You can't. You gotta, you, you gotta and open that's their the eyes. And the one that's coming, this one. Ask them if, um, salt and pepper chips are really good. God, I'm all over British food TikTok. All over it. Do you wanna come with me. No, I'll, once again, I will be at After. a funeral. I'm not in the mood for company.
0: You can talk British the whole time, though. Yeah. Stunning. Like...
1: Stunning.
0: <laughs> She's going to get me thrown out of my own family a little get-together, which is completely fine.
1: Hi, guys. I only came here to hear you speak. I <laughs> want to, to ask you some questions about uh, British delicacies that I actually believe are trash.
2: What of food do you
0: like the most?
1: Oh, 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 look at this egg fried rice, mate. Brown it in curry sauce, bruh.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, look, look at these stuffing balls. Would you like a spot of fish and chips? Alright, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you next
0: husband. time he was on
1: funny. Literally No Clue. Literally No Clue. <laughs> 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 oh okay, now we're just wasting a whole episode. And then I was so. trying to
0: say that because of you guys, I catch myself once in a while yelling at Freya and just randomly around the house talking in an accent because of you guys. You're welcome. You should be doing we're that welcome. anyways. It's irregular that you I mean, know. I I probably did it right. years ago as it was, and then I just, you know, disassociated from that, and then... Hmm. You guys just brought it back out.
1: You're welcome. We should have brought this guy on the pod, man. Why didn't you think of that? No, he's not coming out here. She is. Does she speak British? Yes. Okay, that's all. That's all I need. All right. That's all I need is one British person. Goodbye, governor. See you later, brother. Goodbye, governor. Thank you all so much for joining (laughs) another Literally No Clue episode. I am Nicole. That's Kayla. (laughs) This is Penny, and we are out. Okay, that totally sounds like Jordy Shore. I don't know who that is.
2: It's Jersey Shore, but Jordy Shore for that side of the...
1: Okay, I'm done. Bye. 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 Love ya, bud.